Podcast that talks to different people from around the world about their unique beliefs, ideas, and worldviews. And I hope that in this little way, we can create a better world amidst our differences. Three. Okay. Welcome to uh, Elmo's World Podcast. Uh, we have John Conway and Brandon Gruber. And I think that they have a lot to talk about when it comes to U.S. politics. And I hope um, uh, you listeners here from my country, the Philippines, uh, would learn something from them. Okay, so um, they will touch the topics of Trump or Biden and then taxation and uh, whether America should focus on her- herself first or uh, be more diplomatic. Okay, so um, just give me a minute. I'm, okay, there we are. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. All right. Well, now was a question. I'm sorry. Trump, Biden. Oh, Jesus Christ. Neither. Um, Trump's a, a blowhard, and although he speaks a lot to us, and I can say that very lightly, the only thing I don't like about Biden, there's two things I don't like about Biden. One is the fact that, and nothing to do with being Democratic, is the fact that he was caught on video talking to a blue collar worker as if he's trash. Now, I know a lot of that conversation was out of context, but if you look at the whole conversation, he was kind of off the handle. Now, in saying the same aspect, Trump did the same thing. He's been known to look down on people who don't carry the same clout as he does. And so, at, though, the one that did speak for me is Trump did actually come down to talk to us boys in Midland and kind of make peace with the oil field workers because we're all struggling. But I don't trust the idiot. I don't trust either one of them. Now, if it came down to a choice, I really don't know. And I think that both of them have their own aspects, but it's not the good part about them that bothers me. It's the bad one. So that's a hard, hard question. That's right off the gun. That's that's a that's a big one. And it's it's hard for me to really say, what do you got? I know you got something. I can see it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, man, I, I do. Um, yeah, so they're both bad for sure. Uh, you know, I think that we can both, uh, we probably all three of us can agree that there, you know, uh, there's probably far better, can- I think probably a cartoon character or a child or a statue would um, would do a better to the country. But, um, yeah. you know, but then the calculus becomes, um, so if, if since American electoral politics is such, it, it's the way that it is, right, where you get Ain't- to choose between A and B, and and nobody really likes either A or B. Um, then it becomes about um, about this is kind of a lesser of two evil argument, but it's about mitigating harm. Who's going to do less harm? And um, and I have some opinions that uh, about Joe Biden and about Trump. Um, but I you know I think that when push comes to shove, that Joe Biden would do a little bit less harm. And I think that harm reduction. Um, that's where I'm coming from. That's my where my mind goes. So I, I keeping so normality in the world is my I'm point. Sorry? Whoever can keep things the way they are, we can never have a perfect euphoria. Well, the way that things utopia. are not sorry. good, though. No, 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 no. I'm saying, uh, uh, let me put that the right way. Um, before Trump, where it wasn't nearly as racist as it is now, and how horrible it is now, and that we have actual Mexicans in cages right now. 
That's what I'm thinking. Is that at one and on the on the balance of Biden, I can actually see him rolling back half that crap and making that go away. Right. Trump, although some aspects I see that he's done bad, but it's just too much. He's a gamble and a big one. So so is Biden, but I don't I don't know. Who's that? Trump or Biden? I think Trump's bigger gamble than Biden. Well, is. so I mean, make a call, man. You know, I mean, which which is it? Because to me, um, you know, if you ask me personally, I live in New York, so New York has um, voted Democrat since something like '83, something like that. Yeah. So you know, my vote doesn't really count. And, and, and right I now, understand you live in Texas. That's gone Republican a long time. A, Although it, it might be shifting. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly. Last uh, when Trump and uh, Hillary got, I think we're we're 60, 40 or 55, 45. It was right down the middle in some aspects. But now they're saying that there's mm-hmm. a good chance they might actually go Democratic, which. Yeah. At this point, if it came down to it on just based on who could do the most damage and that's the only thing I'm basing it on, I'd have to go for Biden just because so do, you think Biden would do more damage. than Trump? No, less damage. I'm sorry. Oh, I think I oh, think he so would bring we, back normality, but not. But again, that, the thing about it is, though, I'm not thinking about me. I'm 40 years old. I'm thinking about my children are 15 and 18. Yes. Old are the ones I have I'm a daughter about. myself. Yeah. So this isn't my world anymore. It's theirs. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that he got rid of the EPA or at least trying to sh- dissolve it. I don't like the fact that he got out of the um, what is the um, oh, the. Is this Trump or Biden now you're talking about? This is Trump. Okay. Current staff. Got you. I think that uh, he, got, he got out of that um, climate change. I can't remember the name of that yeah. thing off the top of my head. Yeah, you're not and a climate he, denialist. I, I, no. You, you it, come off as way too intelligent no, <laughs> for, for that. It's like, sure. it's like leaving Earth flat. This is not gonna, it's, you're not going to get that out of me. So I think that, and it's not so much that he pulled out of it. It's the fact that he, it's what he said. It's how he came across like an ignorant redneck talking about why he got out of it. And, I, and if you presented me an actual, like the money is going nowhere, nothing's happening, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But that's not what he said. And, I, and I'm not going to quote him because I really can't remember because I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I can't stand listening to that man talk. It drives me nuts. I think that somebody in office needs to be standing strong. That's one thing I like about Obama. When you listen to Obama talk, that man, he, he could talk. And he, you, you came out saying things that makes him dangerous. Yeah. He, he came across as highly intelligent. He was very well-spoken and it's just, I could listen to him talk all day, but Trump five minutes into it, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I I don't care anymore. It's like listening to my redneck granddad talk. It's, it's, it's no, no. (laughs) But then again, he's the highest of the high in the United States. He's the highest person available. And I really think that he's the most powerful person on the planet. Exactly. And he needs to be a, a statement like he stands for America. And that one thing right there drives me absolutely insane. Because when Obama came in, he spoke good. He was well spoken. He was well dressed, very clean. You knew where he stood at. And but Trump, it, it's man. I, and the Twitter, for God's sake, yeah. man, shut the hell up. Yeah, he's Get a crybaby. He pretends to be a strong man. He loves all the dictators, but he's going to cry about Rosie O'Donnell and. Well, in the beginning, recently, I mean, come on, you know. In the beginning, I was I listened to a uh, radio, and because I listen to a lot more radio than I do TV, for various reasons, because I cannot stand media, and mainly because of how they how they portray people is why I can't stand media. Um, but I listened to the news when he first got in the office, and his reasoning behind Twitter 
was is you want to speak to the people on their platform. I was like, oh, I, I get that. I understand. That makes sense. It's a new world. Everyone talks on Twitter. Some of the shit he pumped out of his mouth, it's just like, dude, you're, you, okay, there's some stuff that I won't say. And I'll say almost anything. I have no fear. And he'll say some stuff like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't say that, especially being in office. No. But that's how he stands. And when he stands, stands in front of everybody else, because it's the first time I've ever seen a president being a laughing stock of the entire world. And that yeah, man. Me. So let me ask you this, like, because I mean, like, that's that's what I think, too. And that's what a lot of people think is that this guy, I mean, you know, how to alienate, how to lose friends and alienate people. Right. Um, I mean, all of our allies, you know, he, he's going to talk all sorts of garbage about oh, um, people that we have to, like, maintain relationships with and then try to get cozy with others that we, we also have to maintain relationships with. But um, you know, but you also have to kind of, as if you're president of the United States, in my opinion, you gotta, you gotta be, if you, if you want to be a strong man, be a strong man. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and not, uh, cattel, so. But Obama never made empty threats. That's one of the things. And the other thing behind it is right. that not like how he threatens people being part of the world society, as you would say, the world group, you have to play the game. You have to be nice to everybody. It's like being a neighbor in a, in a diplomacy. neighborhood, you have to be nice it'd be kind you must actually sit there and find a, me a method to make things work and him just saying yeah. no nope, i'm done with you that's not cool and that's my that's my yeah. biggest problem there yeah i think so too um so okay so so we seem to agree that trump is maybe um worse um but do you want to talk more about the details but like do you want to talk more about biden or do you want to shift gears um, well we, something else biden. Since we agree i don't know a lot about biden i really don't and the reason why I say that is because I don't know a lot of his, what makes him tick. I'm more curious about what he can have. That's why I'm kind of waiting for the debates because I want to see what he bring to the table. I don't expect him to solve the world's problems. I didn't, saw, I didn't expect Obama to solve the world's problems. I certainly didn't expect Bush to do either one of them, but I do want him to make, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got my kids here. So um, I don't, ex okay, I don't no expect, problem. I don't expect Biden to come in. It's like, I felt bad for Obama. He was the first black president. And there was a, every black man from here to New York thought, oh, crap, we made it. We finally have someone in office. And he was held to sort of high standard that I don't think he could fill it. That's why he looks so old now. I think that that's just, just age, living daylight. Well, again. that's what, what being a president does. All of them go oh, yeah. And Yeah. But, but I hear Biden, what you're saying. He, there's constructive criticisms to uh, levy against Obama. There are some things I don't agree with Biden, but there's a lot more things I don't agree with, agree with Trump. And one of the things I don't agree with is how he handles schools. And my kids go to public schools. They're not, we're not rich. So we don't go to private schools. And I'm, my wife's a teacher. In a like the school. charter schools? I'm not mad about them. I just don't have that option where I'm at. Right. So it depends. I mean, I, I've seen, I went to school with uh, private charter and public schools. I'm going to run a lot. So I know the value of all of them. But I don't like the fact that Trump really hasn't put a lot of effort into refining the teaching. We find the money given to the teachers. We find the money given to the schools yeah. and giving children better options. He's more worried about that goddamn wall. And that I don't care. Wall, by the way, man, you see, there's a, the hurricane that happened recently knocked it over. There was 33, yeah. uh, 35 mile a degree wind knocked a section of it over. People well, have used I mean, to climb over it. People have if, cut if, it with a, actually, a couple of, you know, it's, it's yeah, been defeated in so many ways. It. it was supposed to be impenetrable. I yeah. remember him saying that. 
Oh, please. He was, if you do the research, you find out the majority of illegals are actually here because they did come over here legally, but they never renewed their visas. And a lot of them. Last I checked, yeah. I said that's 40% last day I checked. Which is a big number. And down here in Texas, we talk a lot about, you know, drug dealing and stuff and the other. And my philosophy of that is like, well, if you don't want to have drug dealers come over here, stop buying the goddamn drugs. But that's, yeah, that's a big well, but that's that's that, there. If, if supply and demand doesn't work without a demand. No, but that's one yeah. of the but Trump, but Biden hasn't really not that I've seen really touch that subject, which I don't think he should anyway. I think he should stay a hell away from it for right now. But most of what he's been saying that the Verla, uh, granted, I don't know a lot. I'll admit that. But from what I hear, it's not any more worse than Obama did. So but then again, you mean Biden or Trump? Biden. Biden is no okay. more worse than Biden. Biden Mom, is a reiteration of Trump. Trump. Yeah. Trump's uh, um, immigration policy is absolutely worse. Um, oh, it's insane. It's, yeah, no. Yeah. So, but Biden, Biden just, um, you know, I think that, yeah, he hasn't really talked about immigration too much. I think his plan is kind of the same as Obama. You know, but also, um, here's a stat you might find interesting. Obama deported um, more people than the last, I don't know, several of them. Uh, so, when he's lauded as um, as this uh, guy who who's, who's a super lefty, you know, uh, uh, going to help the immigrants uh, and or that or Biden uh, will do that is um, the number two to uh, Obama. You know, I question because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the data. I mean, it's it just like down here in, in, in Texas is weird. All right? I'm not going to lie to you. I've lived in Arizona, Tennessee, Illinois. I've been all across the United States. But Texas is the strangest state I've been in. We value gun laws when we do a lot of things. And yeah, I bet. It, it's quite amazing to me. No, I don't care. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't have a problem with guns. I don't have an issue with people own guns. I don't care. I have a firm belief that if you're sitting in your backyard firing a gun, knock yourself out as long as you don't fuck with me. You live your life, I live mine. We're happy, go lucky, as long as you don't hurt anybody. I tend to agree with that point at least, yes. But there's a lot more problematic things involved with that that no one wants to touch about because the NRA is so powerful. And that bothers me. I think that, I think that regulation. Can I interrupt you there just to, to, to rest on the NRA? I keep hitting my. Uh, hold on a sec. Um, because um, I, I would ask your opinion, because here's a problem I have with the NRA. The NRA will. Um, this is what. You know, I don't want to touch, you know, if, if we don't want to get too bogged down with uh, the idea of racism and, or whatever. But I, I, th- this is necessary because the NRA um, will uh, uh, support a, a lot of uh, different types of groups um, mm-hmm. if they're white. Now, there's a black group um, who is uh, formed and organized uh, called the Around. Uh, coalition yeah uh, which is made up of black men and women and they're you know they've bought their firearms legally they have open carry permits they're walking down the street um exercising their second amendment right just the same and the nra doesn't go out there and support them now i may i think that makes them hypocritical well and if if you don't know that racism belongs i mean racism belongs sorry Racism exists in higher politics than you're an idiot. I mean, in racism alone is a, a massively complicated problem, even in the um, politics, because most, most I mean, minor politics, like say in a city, it's different. It's not nearly as bad. 
But when it comes up from the top, it can get pretty foul. And it can get, I have a buddy of mine that calls it um, uh, dark racism. Basically saying that it doesn't really look like racism, but it is. That's the most dangerous kind. Exactly. And that's one of the major problems. But we are still, like I was telling uh, Elmo, is that racism is still a major problem in 2020. I've been there for 40 years and we're still arguing about kind of the matter is that Trump doesn't really say anything about it. It bothers me. Well, he, yeah. he, that guy doesn't have any idea as far as mm. I can tell. I think that he'll, he'll go left or right if, uh, if it suits him, if it grants, if he, he cares about power, he really, what he cares about is people liking. So he's not going to say anything. He's not going to go on the soapbox and, and be, a, have an impassioned each because he doesn't have any, um, any spine or any emotion. But there again, are worth it, you know. Obama did. Well, uh, Obama yeah, made a lot Obama of things did, about that. So, but he also didn't do nearly enough, you know. Um, no. And I don't You're know, right. you know, how how much, but yeah, his words, pretty pretty little words are, are not. Uh, no. I think that's pretty self evident. But even now, it seems to be in in my concept one of the bigger problems, especially what I said in the last podcast he had was that we don't work together you know yeah we are still stand divided we fall Mm -hmm. and it seems to me that nobody seems to really come up with a concept with it and so in my experience especially like in the military whenever something doesn't happen military man no sir i'm not i wish i was my father was my grandfather was my father did not want to bury his child so he's he told me i couldn't go are you gotcha no no sir i'm not my grandfather um, was stationed. He, uh, after we dropped the nukes on Japan, he uh, he went over there and held it down. Um, but if you know, if if uh, who was it? Uh, if 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 we would have committed the hundred and twenty thousand troops, he would have been one of those um, that yeah. had to go. You know what I mean? He would have gone to Normandy or Omaha if he had to. But um, exactly. Yeah, my my father-in-law also uh, uh, Vietnam. Well, um, so. Well, yeah. What I'm trying I to say love for the military. Oh yeah, so do I. I mean, I have high respects. And uh, yeah. what I was trying to say is, in the military, when something doesn't work among the ranks, the lower ranks, they always go to the higher rank to figure the problem out. They go, hey, we got this issue. What do you think? And then the higher ranks take care of it. Well, in this particular government, you really can't do that. It seems to me that whenever it hits Trump's desk, it doesn't really go anywhere. He just kind of brushes it off like no big deal. Well, he doesn't give a shit. And he's an incompetent no. uh, And that's not what this country needs. <laughs> and, and the worst part, and like I said, the worst part about it is that the worst part about it is the fact that he considers it to be, what's that word here? Um, unless it makes him something. It's like it's almost a businessman. Yeah. You don't make anything, he, don't, he doesn't care about it. Like the whole Opportunist. movement. It, it, it's, not, it's not making him a point. The only time I heard him talk about it was when they were defacing the federal property in Portland. Yeah, that's right. Portland. And so he sent the federal the uh, uh, border guards down there to take care of it, which is a kind of a sneaky thing in my point of view, because he put the border guards down there because that's the only thing he can send down there that doesn't require any national action, because they can travel all across the United States and never so much say anything. So he did that, and, and this, is my, this is my opinion. He did that because he knew he would have to file some sort of weird-ass martial law or something that's really mm-hmm. horrendous yeah. that he knew damn well going to get passed. So he did the one thing he knew he could do without making problems send the border guard they're allowed to travel all the way around the united states and never cause a problem yeah and and i think that that's all um like i say i don't think that trump really has any ideology i think that he kind of shifts with the wind wherever it blows wherever he's like tests the wind you know 
Um, and uh, so, yeah. Um, and then this is about him trying. He doesn't care about solving the problems, I don't think. I think that him, the whole, ah, you got to dominate them, you know, this whole thing where he's, he's trying to, like, um, uh, keep control, as it were. I think that, that that's not because he wants to actually, like, do any good for the country. I think that he's trying to, like, uh, gain favor of his base. Um, I think he actually likes their this. favor. I think at, at times when I, when I hear him talk, it's almost like he's attempting or keeping discord within the races. He actually, I don't know, sometimes, and it's not every so often, but every once in a while I hear him talk, I'm like, man, it almost sounds like he's like the initiator, the one that wants to cause problems because he likes discourse. I don't understand why he would even want one to begin with. I figured he'd want, you know, a joining the group. But what he says and what he does is completely freaking different. And that's what bothers me. He never seems to stick with what would be the right way to do things. Kind of like this whole virus concept. It seems like he didn't really, when someone says something that is highly regarded, and I'm going to probably say his name wrong, but Fauci, Falky, the scientist Fauci. that he had. Fauci. Fauci? Fauci. Fauci. There we go. I can never, my wife has to tell me that name every time. I can never say it right. Hey, uh, but he's I'm, under I'm from what? New York, man. So, uh, so I, you oh, know, yeah. no problem. If you, if, I, if there's a Texan name that comes up and I need your help, I, I trust you'll help me. <laughs> there it is. But he's, he's been under what, five presidencies so far? Well, not, not mistaken, five presidents. And he's well regarded as being a high end uh, social scientist and also a um, herbidologist, the study of contagious diseases. diseases. Yeah, but what what really bothered me lately is he pulled the. Did you hear that he pulled the information from CDC that they had that the, the CDC has to report to him directly? Did you hear about that? No, no, no. I don't know nothing about that. Apparently, here lately. Tell me about it. Yeah. So all these states have to report. Like if you go to a doctor right now and you have a contagious disease, whether it be, whether it be typhoid or uh, tuberculosis, it must go to CDC. Well, this specific virus goes directly to CDC. So whenever you have a report, it's a usually. Here lately, it's been, I think, a monthly report, but I think they've gotten up to about a weekly report of how many people have actually come positive on COVID-19. Well, Trump went on the radio and said, guess what? I'm tired of dealing with the CDC, so all the information goes to him and his staff. That's, that's a little bit weird to me. And, I, and I, the reason why I think it's a little weird is because when a manager hires a sub-manager, like an assistant or a supervisor, you must depend right. on a supervisor to be smart enough to take care of the problems. It's not the manager's deal. Yeah, shit rolls downhill, but it's also yep. up to the manager. But a good manager, being in this case Trump, should hire staff that is smart enough to handle the mundane problems that he doesn't want to deal with. Now, do it you also, think that Fauci isn't handling this uh, well, or do you think that he is? Some of the some of the things that I've seen and some of the things that I've heard says that he actually is, but he's being backlogged by Trump and his staff. Right. I, I know because there's two Trump sides to Trump wants the guy to make him look good. Exactly. There's only and so much shit you can pile on a man's shoulders to, you know. And the, on, on the same side of it, I think, you know, in respect to Trump, I will give him this. It is a nightmare to make a choice of what he had to do with economics and shutting yeah, down America. Be the man, sure. Yeah. So, but I really don't know, in my point of view, exactly how he came across of what he decided to do and why he waited so long. And Fauci says otherwise. Fauci says he's been talking to him for a long time. And that makes me wonder if Trump actually denied that or said no big deal to it. That's what makes me wonder. Now, we lost. Well, I tend to believe Fauci or pretty much anybody over Trump. 
because Trump is a notorious liar and, and he's so sensitive too. that he just wants to like try to look good and and but no, he, it, it, he, only he's particularly intelligent either, you know. He comes he comes off as the most arrogant little shit on on Twitter and I read his stuff and I'm like, good lord, man. And if you judge him just based on that, you think he's some sort of redneck idiot. And yeah, I'll I'm, tell you, man, but, I I can't bother with his Twitter account. Um, that uh, I did for a while and I deleted. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah, I'll same same boat, man. But did you uh, did you see that? Um, I was listening to radio one time and Trump had a video on his Twitter. It was it Twitter? As one of I think it was Twitter. And the 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 people in there were claiming white white power. Did you see that? What were they claiming? Something like, two, some like they were saying white power. Do you see about that? They were saying white morning, power. He, yep. Two a.m. in the morning, right. he posts this video, and these guys are wandering around. It's just a standard uh, protest video, and you have these two or three white people are screaming white power, and he posts that's it. His base, that's his though, man. But that's the funniest thing. He can do anything he wants, and, and the whole entire like Texas, for example, says, "Oh well, he just he had a bad night." No, 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 no. So if, if I, uh, if he's, I post, he's a stupid pool. Yeah, if I post a Swatska right now, three quarters of this freaking world would will just pretty much just say I'm done with you. I mean, I, I'm that way, but should. exactly. My if opinion, you, are, with I mean, the, you know, just to you know, our, I, I don't advocate for any sort of violence, but you, you know, you know, World War Two, this country used to take pride in the killing Nazis, and now Nazis are a special interest. You know, well, especially like if you remember the what the beginning part of his presidency, he was okay with the Nazi movement. Yep. And David Duke, was he, like, you remember he, he might I remember he uh, he refused to renounce David Duke. And I know he's not a Nazi, he's a KKK guy, but um yeah, just know, about same, damn shit, same thing. Smell, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and he, he said that shit, and I was like, dude, I mean, that is a I mean, if anything defines hatred is the clan and the Nazis. I mean, there's nothing yeah. more in my point of view Mortal that defines enemies. and he said that shit. And he didn't say, it, it wasn't so much what he said, we didn't say he didn't say anything against it. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you, you you need to kind of renounce the hate. I mean, you need to say something that is, okay, we're cool with yeah. you being the way you are, but you're not welcome here in the United States. Something like that. Right. Something that just, you know, and I had to deal with these idiots face-to-face a lot of times in my life. And they are a breed of human that should not exist. And Strong I, statement, I have, man. I have but no I love. agree with you. You can be whatever you want in this country, but you can't be that. If you hate somebody for being what they are, then you're an idiot. Yeah, the Nazis uh, and the and the devout racists, the ethno nationalists, they're not welcome. They, but now they don't they don't abide by um you know th- this country what it's supposed to be in my mind is freedom and equality for all. Mm-hmm. If you're not down with that, if you want to oppress people, you know well you know you're you're not on the team basically. No, and it that's where I strongly disagree with Trump and I go towards Biden because only because of the fact that I know what Trump stands for and I know what he's okay with. And that bothers me because in my world, if you're okay with something or you're not against it, then you're for it. And yeah, in race, yeah I think um, that silence is, um, if yeah, yeah, you stand, stand tall and say, stand I mean, against you, things that you, you have a problem with or silence is complicity, I think is, is me, that me, kind of what you're saying? Me and you are pretty much just people. We're civilians. We we work. We provide for family. We take care of blah, blah, blah. But if you all of a sudden decide to run for office, you need to clean up your mouth and clean up your ability to do things. And you need to stand exactly where you need to be. 
not saying you have a bad mouth or anything. I'm saying I do the same thing. If I ran for office, you'd never hear a cuss word come from my mouth. I would be clean right. cut, I'd shave. I would, you know, I would change to where I am because if you're a father, and I know you are, they look up to you, and children look up to the president because you know when you're a kid, like, oh yeah, I want to be president when I grow up. I want to be this. I want to be that. Those are yeah. standpoints that you work off of. And in my point of view, just saying that, I'm gonna have to go with Biden just because of that point because it bothers me that he won't take a statement on that and he won't stand strong on it and he won't i understand it's america you're supposed to be whatever you want to be but there are some things you cannot be and that is the you know in the south the clan is still strong it's still there and it's still strong and anybody who's otherwise an idiot and although the blm movement i'm not i we don't can go talk by. about that that's an what do you think about the blm movement? i think the i think the politics behind those shit. And I well, mean, do I you mean, mean the politics the, behind the um, decentralized organization of it or the way that they operate? Or do you mean like how like the Democrats uh, sort of pander and pretend that they're part of it, that they're helper? I think that the people behind it, the actual money makers behind the BLM movement are a little bit screwed off. But I think the well, people which money on the street those who's, who's fun. So so this may be an area where we actually disagree. Um, OK, well, in that case, let me hear your opinion first. Uh, okay, I want to sure. I'm, because I don't, I don't talk to you about I'm gonna, people that feel them. I'm going to remember. I, I'm, I, you know, you made a claim, so I'm going to remember. Yeah, no, 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 no. Feel free. You have to. Okay. Right, before you talk, let me say this much. I'm in yeah, Texas, of course. So, yeah, so, so my movement is, is not a thing. But I just want you to know. I want to hear your opinion on this. So go ahead. Yeah. So my opinion is that it's um well, the, you know, that, that it's necessary. That that and and that these movements kind of. Um, when I talked to Elmo uh, before, you know, the, these um, movements kind of happen organically. But I don't think that, um, you know, there there doesn't seem to be very much central organization. Is there money going into it, funding it? Yeah, but is that is that really driving it? Um, I, you know, that I, that's where you know I, I would ask, you know, for for some some sources there maybe. But um, I honestly do not have one. I will admit that. That's fine. Um, but so so but my opinion is that the so okay so um you would you deny that um uh that black people are oppressed in this country to this day? Well, yes, I do. Okay. Um, you would deny that. Okay. So then. No, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I don't deny that. I'm, I misheard that. I apologize. That's not what I meant. Oh. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I believe, so then, two, so I believe there's two things in this country that can be oppressed more than anything else is females and blacks. Females still get paid less than, than, than men do. I worked with a welder. I'd add the gays and the trans anybody. people and the Muslims in there too, but, but definitely yeah, well, yeah, women Muslims, and blacks. I had to sure, say, Muslims, sure. man, they are. It, it, it's not a, it's not a good life being a Muslim, not in this state, not in this state, not in this country. But in in my opinion, I worked I worked I hired a black guy. All right, let me tell you this story. I hired a black guy. Okay. And I hired him because he worked lawn care for six years. Okay, you think about that six freaking years that boy was outside cleaning ground. Right. So I was like, this man is dedicated. Six solid years, and he proved it. So I was like, all right, I'll give him a chance. My boss did not want to hire him. Why do you think that might be? What'd you say? Why do you think he didn't want to hire him? Why do why do I think that you didn't want to hire him? No, my boss didn't want to hire him. Why do I think your boss didn't want to hire him? I don't know your boss from a hole in the ground. Uh, but you live in Texas. There, are the only black guy. Shortage of races. So maybe oh, that. No, 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 no. We have a, we have. I mean, we have the biggest collection of races I've ever seen in a long time. But well, I'm saying you don't have a shortage. So 
I hired him because my boss said he wouldn't do it. I signed off on it. He turned out to be one of the best employees I ever had in my life. He was dedicated. He come in every day. Never had an issue one. I hired two of them. Right. And I hired a second one. A second one. And like I said, I'm referring to the idiots coming every color. And I don't care. I've hired white, black, Chinese, American. Doesn't make a difference to me. But an idiot comes yeah. in every color. The problem is oh, yeah. that every group has their idiots in sure. In this country, in this country, blacks tend to have a harder life than whites do. And I'll admit that because I've been Definitely. dealing with it all my life. So okay, changed. so so that's an anecdotal thing that that um, makes sense to me. So but the so so let me. Let me offer my opinion about why I think the Black Lives Matter movement is necessary and why I think that it's important um, um, to get to, you know, a little bit more broad with um, is that um, because racism exists, it has existed in this country for a very long time. It's not uh, it's probably never going to be over. No. Um, and, um, you know, so black people have been oppressed in this country. Um, the, and and then we've got the police brutality thing. George Floyd kicked uh, his his ugly death kicked kind of jarred people and it oh, it didn't jar. It it caused a lot of issues, a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah, man. I I watched it a couple of times, but I, I don't. It, it didn't it, cause it, a lot of tough issues. video, man. It didn't cause a lot of issues. It brought to light a lot of issues. Let's put that. Yes, way. yeah, it, it, it lit fire. Uh, in people's yeah. hearts. Um, so, okay. So, so then we all, you and I agree on that. Then, um, then the, the next phase of that, in my opinion, is that the re, you know, so, so because of, it's not just because of George Floyd, it's just, he, he happened to be the catalyst in my, um, because right. black people have been being killed forever. Um, and, um, so I think that it's necessary this, um, because, um, we have all of, all of the different, uh, you know, identity politics, all this stuff. You have all of the identities kind of coming together here um, and saying enough is enough. We're tired of, of watching these videos where uh, where people, uh, innocent American, uh, free, supposedly American, are being uh, gunned down by a, 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 a maniac police force who that's off the leash. And um, and and you have um, with this national and worldwide movement, we have an opportunity um, to like you say, you know, we, we're never going to get rid of racism, um, but we, we have this opportunity here with this movement um, to uh, to force the politician um, to bend to our will and to actually do something about it. And um, right. and tied to that is the economics. And then and then underlying that is the corruption, which we have to, you know, so, I laid a lot on you. So so go ahead. We'll speak. Here in Texas, we have what's called the Patriots and. I don't know if you have those in New York, but there are a bunch of gun-toning people. And we had we have a, a statue in Weatherford. And I didn't know what the hell it was. I hate going next to the square because it's a circle. It's a panty-ass drive around. But anyways, this statue is a Confederate soldier. And it's been getting a lot of grief lately. It's actually owned by a company called, or a group of people called the Daughters of the, Daughters of the Confederates. They've been around since the beginning of time. These are old people. They had to find out actually who owned it. So they had a big thing. Is it on public property or private property? That's it's, well, that was a debate. The, they found out that the actual statue is physically owned by the, the Daughters Confederates. That's who owns it, so therefore it is private but, property but but is on it? a public thing. Okay. Now, okay. what makes this situation worse is that the statue is a Confederate soldier, but he's also one of the main, finding, main uh, founding fathers of the city of Weatherford. And 
I, I've told him about a statute a thousand times, never put two and two together. Don't give a damn about it. The BLM movement came in and so did Antifa. And they're saying that they want to get rid of the statute because it bleeds hate. I'm not necessarily arguing that point. What I am saying is that okay. no one can agree to it. So the so the council came in, the city council came in and unanimously agreed that they will not move it. The Daughters Confederate, which are technically broke, they're not a they're not a association, they're just people that get together. They're not really a group that have money. And so okay. the city of Weatherford said, I ain't moving it. So that caused a big riot. The thing I have here is that technically speaking, if you do more research than what they teach in school, there was a lot of really yeah. bad issues the South agreed on. And if it makes people happy, let it go. But the thing about it is that is there's it, no wait, are you saying that if if uh, if if the statues existing on on public property makes people happy, that uh, other people ought to let that go? We can agree that the Southern Confederacy bled slavery, right? I mean, it was pretty much one of the and biggest traitors to America. Taken, taken, and they were traitors to America. Exactly. And a failure, In no other country. Uh, revolution. Why I think we have any statues of, of failure exactly. enemies of ours. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there was one existing statue of a Nazi soldier in Germany. I, I think. What? Of what? The chairs don't come out, dude. Yeah, out of what? They don't come out. Do not take those things out. Those are pain to put back in. No, I'm not taking those chairs out. They don't come out. Not easily. Anyways, sorry, yeah, my stomach. If, if they have, uh, if Germany, Germany tore all the statues of Hitler down. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm just, to, off the top of my head, there's one left, I think. I could be wrong on that. But nevertheless, well, my point I'm trying to get to is that the Southern, the Southern uh, Coalition is pretty much dead, and there's a traitor against the country. So take the damn thing down. But they want to fight over it, which is, if I, okay, and, and, and my argument to this is I got an argument with a, with a very good friend of mine, and I said... Well, let's put it this way. You know what baby killers are? And he says, well, yeah, they, what they call the Vietnam people, fuck baby killers. There's an actual flag for that. And if I hung that flag in front of my yard, talking about the baby killers of Vietnam, what would you think? And he said, why? Well, I, 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 hellfire over. So why I think is it's that? Clear. I, think you, I think you know me well enough through this conversation what I would think about that. <laughs> exactly. So like anybody who's sporting a Nazi flag or a Confederate flag, I'll tell you, there's a thing I, I say, uh, a Confederate flag has two purposes, as kindling and as tissue paper. Exactly. Because That's in no it. other country in the world do you ever fly two flags. Not that I know about. I could be wrong on that. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty much guaranteed of all developed countries, you have one flag. And I mean, you well, might have... You don't, you don't sport the flag of an, of an, an enemy that you defeated. No. Of an no. evil. You know, there's... there's you know, what, like a Nazi flag... I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept the Confederate flag before I accept the Nazi flag, but also the Confederate flag kind of deserves the boot too. Um, but, but even yeah, that, I mean, it, what, it, you know? it stands on the same point. You know, I have, I have German in my blood. I'm half German. Oh, me too. My I'm family half, goes. Me too, half. man. Interesting. And I have a cousins that are, that believed are the second cousins that fought for both the Allied side and the Nazi side. Oh, interesting. Now, I respect both sides. And I say the reason why I respect both sides because the soldiers on the floor for the Nazis didn't know shit. They were fighting for their children and their family, just like we were. And I will give them that only credit right there. And I came from my grandfather. My grandfather, I know, I know. Well, my I don't grandfather. Know that I agree with that, but that's okay. Well, I, I asked him when he came back from World War II. I was probably about, I don't know, 10. I asked him, so what was it like killing Nazi as they fought like dogs because they were fighting for their country? He said, what did that mean? Oh, no, no, I killed him. 
every one of them, everyone I saw, didn't matter, young, old, doesn't matter. As a soldier, you have respect for your enemy, but not enough to not kill them. Now, even though I have Nazi in my blood, I will never you have German in your blood. You don't have yes. Nazi. Well, I have I have one cousin that was, so I got to give him some Nazi in the blood. Because right. Nazi is an ideology. Germans are. I know, I know. Work with me here. Sure. But the well, the reason why I'm I, saying I'm that trying, is brother. because I know I would never fly the flag. You will never see me have a Nazi symbol. You will never see me support their ideology. You will never see me say, "Oh, well, the Jews." No, you will never hear me say that because at the end of the day. They did things that are still defined as being some of the most horrific things in the entire world. And yeah, the Holocaust I was is the most horrific because, uh, evil project that's ever existed in humankind. So, it is. And, and he's and not Nazi Germany is definitely responsible. Exactly. And now, now the reason why this because, because um, okay. good. Go ahead. Well, the reason why I came up was because uh, okay. of the fact that I don't support that and I never will. And therefore, I won't support the South right. either. And that's why. If you want to put a, a person up there that helped, there's a there's a couple of them in Fort Worth that there's a man. It was a oh, sh- I, I can never remember his name off the top of my head. He was a white man, but he made a lot of money and he put all his money into helping out black poor children. And he lived under about somewhere around thirty three thousand dollars a year, but he made someone two hundred thousand dollars a year. And he gave all his extra money okay. to helping out impoverished children. Not necessarily black, but at the time of segregation and separate cities and separate towns and separate schools, the poor were predominantly black. And so he gave all his money to that. That is support. Racism, I do not. Yes, it is. Yes, and it is. I have, but the reason that there are so many poor minorities in this country is, 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 is coming back to that systemic racism thing. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you oppress people, if your goal is to keep a, a certain uh, a group of people oppressed, um, it makes it harder for them to gain wealth. And that, that kind of is well, like, so obvious I, that it, it almost doesn't bear uh, saying, but it does no, because well, it has to be said. I thought to Grover about it. Now, Grover is one of my few heavily educated black friends that I actually have is heavily educated. And he was like, I don't think racism is bad as you think it is. And I said, really? All right, what do I want you to do? You like Starbucks? He's oh yeah, I love Starbucks. I said, I want you to walk in there, inside, fully dressed, pimped out, everything, in nice clothes. He, he, the only time you ever see this man dressed badly is when he's at work. Outside of work, he's wearing top of the line clothes. That's his thing. I'm not arguing with him. I said, I want you to walk into Starbucks, haphazardly doing your thing, and see how many heads turn to look at you. Well, what did he say? He says, he called me on a Saturday, and he says, Conway. He says, you weren't bullshit. I said, I told you. And it says, when a white person, I'm not saying everybody, when a white person sees a black guy walk in there, they get the eyeball. And I said, that is racism at its core, because you don't look at, I mean, I look at, I look at people all the time. Like, what the hell are you doing? The way you dress that, this, that, and the other. But watch how they watch you. And he said, that's what you, that's what we people see. That's what we see, the white people that aren't racist. We're like, dude, you're staring the mad dog in the mold. What's that, this side on the other? And I told him, I said, that's still alive. So, until that's gone, racism is still strong. It's just quiet. And he says, well, I never really thought about that. Way. I said, no, you yeah. don't. Now, he's a strong black. He's, he's, he's the one that told me this. Is, I, I, he's, I'm a strong black man. I take care of my children. I take care of my wife. I, I mean, he is a, I'm, he's one of the guys I hired. He's a wonderful guy. But he never saw it that way because he never saw to look at it. But now that he does, he looks at it differently and he goes, I never really thought. And he said, that's the point I'm trying to get at. 
And so when you see something like that, you see it worse in the South. When you see something like that, it's a big deal. So he asked me the same question. He says, do you believe in BLM? And I said, some parts of it don't. But at the end of the day, as you said, it's a movement that has to happen. And nothing I can say can get rid of it. Because voices have, and, and down here in Texas, it's like, we don't need it. We don't need a, uh, a riot or a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, well, BLM isn't about rioting. No, it's no, about, that's, it's that's about all, a peace movement. That. That's what I'm Elevate the floor up so that everybody can, you know, potentially mm-hmm. we can change the laws to rein the police well, in, um, economically raise everybody up exactly. so that everybody's got a quality of opportunity and that uh, black well, down here in Texas, opportunities they, they, as you and me. Down here in Texas, they talk about, you know, we don't need uh, uh, protests and such and everything. And I, I looked at one guy, I said, you understand this entire country was raised on protest. Do they right? believe in freedom or not? Because look, man, this is what pisses. I'll tell you, it, it pisses me off about about people who I'll say, you know, oh, we don't need <laughs> Colin Kaepernick and everything. Do we have the right to protest or not? Or do do you value the First Amendment or don't you? It's not exactly. Yeah, sometimes we do when we feel like it. It's like it's an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the point, you know. And I made a comment to him. I said, That's "You do it. understand it, that the entire United States is built on." It's not even a little bit about, except for maybe of yelling fire in a movie theater, you know, doing a yeah, sort of yeah, doing no, people no. harm. People's words, <clears throat> but their expression of freedom is is uh, sacred. In the me. beginning of the states, we were built on protests. We protest. We fought. We stood up against the pro, uh, against the um, the Europeans, and right. we did things that would be deemed as a protest. And now it's not okay. That's not how it works, buddy. I mean, you know, and and well, it's, a, and it's also it's okay sometimes today because when the MAGA guys go out there and they want to defend a statue, well, that's completely okay. There's no problem there. But then when Black Lives Matter goes out, well, now we have a problem. Uh, when uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee, everybody had a hissy fit. Not everybody. A lot of people had a hissy. You know. Well, well it's, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll so you don't like a, a entertainers, athletes saying things. Their, their right to speak is also sacred, you know, and shut the F up, basically. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Or like, but, or speak, uh, complain, but like you're, you're wrong, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. We had not a- you, Not you specifically. No, 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 no I know, I know. We had a, a, a peaceful protest about that statue. And we had somewhere around, uh, I want to say about 50 mm-hmm. to 60 BLM supporters. And I use that word loosely because you had about 20 of them that truly BLM and the other 40 were pretty much just helpers of this. They still brought the same concepts, but not necessarily officiated with BLM. And then we had the Patriots on the other side. All right. And they're predominantly white. There's a well, few I would, of them. So I, I, I'm going to push. I'm going to interrupt you and push back just for a second. Okay, because the BLM people, uh, the protesters, whether they're supporters or not, I would also uh, consider most of them, if not all of them, to be Patriots as well. I agree. But these okay. people actually call so, themselves. So let's be careful with our language. Then. I know. I, it, it's not my word. It's it's not mine. It's just what they oh, call them okay. down in Texas. No, these are not. No, I, I didn't know. If I'm going to cross that word, it's not what I mean. That's actually Understood. what they're called, the Patriots. Oh, um, they're called we the Patriots. Right. Yes. That's, have a it, it, it's a whole. This is Texas, buddy. We're a different planet. So <laughs> it's retarded. Everything's it's, uh, bigger. Oh, it, it, not necessarily better either. Just difference. And uh, yeah. so we had about 200. 250 patriots and they range from all ages and all races and then we had the blm blm was completely peaceful all right and this went on for about an hour and a half and i was literally waiting for something bad to happen because i had about 200 patriots fully armed to the teeth ar-15s shotguns 12 gauges anything you have they had and 
nothing worse than a, than a pissed off white guy with a goddamn gun. But anyways, so in the end of it, the police were around it. I, I say that the most love, but it's down here. It's dude. It's 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 like I said, it's a whole different planet. But yeah, cry baby. In the fire. whole in the whole end of it, the police were involved. They knew about it. It's an actual real life protest. It was fully legal, and the police were doing a little peaceful organization around it, just keeping the peace. They weren't part of it. They weren't. They're were just walking around making sure no one did anything stupid. Everything was peaceful. Well, they were yelling at each other, but nothing really racial slurs or anything like that. They were just yelling their cause. And a white guy yeah. that was a patriot went out and hit a black guy that was a BLM movement and pushed him down. Didn't cause any damage to him, but it was a statement he made when he did that. Because although you may not just you may disagree with the BLM, you may say, well, that's not what I follow. That's fine. You can do that. You can in this country, you can say that I don't I don't support this. I don't support that. But that is no reason to promote violence towards another person just because you don't believe in it. And that one statement, the police yeah, came. I tend to agree with that. The SWAT team came in. No one got hurt, but we shut it. They shut it down. But that's, that right there. Can we just rest on that uh, for, for just a sure. second? Because um, with uh, you know violence, you said that um, you know uh, if uh, we shouldn't engage in violence. I think that's like kind of what the necessity of Black Lives Matter is, because the police have been so violent. Um, to black people, to Hispanic people, to Muslims, to poor white people. And, um, you know, and so, you know, they, they want to start a fight and keep a fight sustained, but they don't want to, you know, they, they get, they're upset now. They cry when, when people call them out. Well, you know, if, if, if you're a cop and your job is to protect and serve, I'm sorry, but if words hurt your feelings so bad, I don't trust you to protect and serve nothing, not even yourself, let alone the community. And so if we ask as a people, right, um, uh, as, as, as American citizens who, who were tired of watching, um, uh, you know, predominantly black men, but, but, but all kinds of them um, uh, brutalized, killed, um, and then we kind of demand in this free country that we have, um, you know, to rein the, the politicians in so that they rein in police and the police want to whine about it and make a hissy fit. You know, I, I think you don't have any business. If, if that's your opinion and you're a cop, I don't think that you have the stuff that's that because being a cop is a tough job and you have to be well, a strong person. And, and that, if, if you're I'm gonna a cry over right feelings, now. you know, when it when it comes to that, my my second oldest wants to be a cop. And he wants he wants to go to the military first and then become a cop. And he asked me, "What All do you right. think?" And I said, "Look at what they did, not the color." I, says, I didn't hear you. I said, "Look at what he does, not the color." I said, "The minute you right. start looking at somebody because he's black or he comes from a impoverished neighborhood." But the other thing you have to understand, and I told I, my William, I, my second oldest, I told him, I said, "You gotta understand one thing," and you gotta understand this very, very well. The black community has been oppressed for a long time. So when that oppression happens, the Fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers bring this idea that you will be oppressed down the line. So when you deal with, oh dear God, all right. When 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 you bring in, it's not necessarily racism; it's protection for your own, because they know in their past they've been oppressed by the police and by the government, and they teach their children, "Look, I'm not saying to be addicted to cops. I'm right. just saying watch your ass." And so, so when you pull over a black well, that's person, what you have, have to do. I'll tell you, man, to, 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 uh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Um, 
I call it a character flaw. But if um, you know, if if I was black, um, first of all, my temperament, I I, I might be dead right now because I'm, I'm not dealing. You know, I I I hate it anyway, and I'm white. Um, and then, but I I feel like I, I don't want to say fortunate, but like you know, my I don't have to talk to my six year old daughter and tell her like if the police like that that the police are going to be your enemies, perhaps that you're going to have to watch your back. And mm -hmm. black parents uh, have to do that, man. And I can't exactly. I can't imagine what that conversation, you know, how you no, emotionally I, as a parent have to have to you know navigate that. My Grover has a um, well, nine-year-old son, and I asked him if he taught this, and he says, well, okay, I do and I don't. I don't want him to hate the cops. I don't want him to treat him differently. He does no worse than racism, but he has to watch his ass being a cop, being a black guy, and definitely, it's hard not to teach that. But see, Grove is kind of a unique human being because he's not only black, but his brother is a black is cop. Is the same man you were talking mm -hmm. about? Okay. Yep. So Grover, his brother that lives with him, is a black police officer. So it's one of those. He's got a whole. I, I told him, I said, man, you got a weird mix. Oh yeah, it's it's weird. So he doesn't say hate the police, but he knows that a large majority of them are really screwed in the head, and you have to witness it. Yeah. You have to be there. Like when I got pulled over one time, and I was I was riding around with Tristan. I was probably about seventeen, give it a take, and um, he was black. They put him in handcuffs and not me. And I asked the cops, hey, you know, I got the one with the knives. I mean, I had, I carried pocket knives since I was four. And he says, he got on him. Why are you putting him in handcuffs and I'm the driver? How does that make sense to you? You need to sit down. I said, that, I told Grover, that that was my first real vision of what it really was like to be black. Well, and, and you're you talking about it now. And that, that must have changed you like permanently. It, that it did. That, that's the bad thing. About it. And the sad part about it is, that was a white cop. Now I say that because that's how bad it really is. That's that's the that's the backbone behind all this bullshit racism that's going on right now. That it's so visible that it's it's impossible not to see. And those who don't see it, yeah, are the two who tend to care or yeah. they're ignorant. Is the best way I can say it. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, 100 percent. I agree with that. They're either, you know, have a vested interest in, in the power dynamics or um, or else uh, they don't know what's going on and they haven't looked. Oh, hold on, please. Just don't start that car. You understand? I mean it. I hear that engine turn on. I'm going to find I it. won't start that car, man. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the and the, the sad part about it is and that's going back to going back to Trump and Biden. I don't think Trump is really taking this to a serious level and i don't think no, he's no way. making like i have i don't i, don't I think, think he's made one point to. even if he wanted to I don't, I don't think he possesses the capacity no, i think he does i don't think he cares he doesn't care I just don't think he and he's not smart enough that's it and the reality of it is it's like the, the 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 way he talks about it is almost like he's he just brushes the subject and that's it and it's like dude you can't do that you have to say something strong because the whole world looks upon you and go okay what does he got if we knew he was taking an appointment about this, we look at him and go, okay, you're my leader. What do we do? How do we fix this? And his, right. how he says it, he just, he just, he just brushes the subject. And it's like, you sit there and you go, okay, oh, and, 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 and if I, I want more. I want, I want you to tell me what we should do. And I know I don't need him to lead me. I just want him to stand and go, okay, this is wrong. And right. he if really he hasn't done that. You want to be a leader and you become a leader, be a leader or don't. 
exactly and it's like it's like when i when i hire people i hired uh not because i wanted to but it just people who applied were white and i grew over and i had a oh you hire white people i'm just terrible but uh i tell everyone like when i hire them there's three things that will get you instantly fired by you like or not and i'll do the paperwork myself right one of them is sexism you talk bad to my secretary i'll fire you immediately without question Second thing is racism. If you say anything racist of any way, shape, or form to make anybody feel, I don't give a damn if they say the word. If you say it, I'm getting your ass. The third one is making anybody feel different. Like, you know, we, I work in a steel shop, so we rag on each other every five minutes. We talk yeah, shit, sure. we, we bullshit, it's not the other. Gotta pass but the limit. Yeah, there's limits. We don't we don't talk, talk about those kids. We don't talk about those wives and just you know normal stuff that your mother should have taught you when you were younger not to talk smack about mm-hmm. and i've had to fire one of them for that and grova came for up what? to me and said, for which which was it that you Racism. had to fire what? i had to fire so, okay yeah I had to so, fire so good on you as an employer or as a manager whatever you are um uh good on you for having uh strict I, standards that you uh maintain it, you know it's, it, it, it's one the, thing to thing say is, I'm going to fire somebody. It's it's another thing to hold oh, no, to been, that uh, standard. And I missed and him, to, too. He was, and to, he and was to, a great to, welder. To follow through. Yeah, I missed him. I told I told him, I said, I don't miss you that much. Have a good day. And yeah, yeah. You, there, there's other there's other people that you can hire that aren't going to be. Exactly. Because you also it's it's not it's part of it i i you know i'm not a a manager or an employer but i i I imagine part of it is about you your personal beliefs um about uh equality and freedom and things but but there's also another element about like um if all you care about is money don't you want your workers to like be efficient right and that's uh that that makes a difference too you can't have uh, you know United we stand, divided we fall. If you if you have three people where like we, if if Elmo you and I can't get along and we're divided constantly, then it's going to be hard to get along. And well, you and, scale and that's, that up that's, to a business or to a country or to the planet. And the one thing that I get pissed off about Trump is you know that to make you have to actually, as a leader or a mentor or a boss or supervisor, lead whatever, you have to really consider the fact that your people are human. And they have their own lives right. outside of work. They're not. They're not working because they love it. They're working because they pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if they have to come to work and feel like they're being thought of differently, and it, it could be just a, a way. And it, it's racism is a tricky thing because of the fact that if you're considered differently, or they don't talk to you the same way, or you get feeling, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of like calling your secretary honey or dear. It's it's, it's right. It's, yeah, it's not right. Condescension. And how you cut it? Yes. And with this country, sometimes I don't believe Trump gives a damn about that. And to me, that is a he, big. He definitely doesn't, man. That's where I call I, the quick. I'll say it with, with with a hundred percent confidence. He doesn't give a damn. So, in that's your yes. first question, what would it be, Trump or Biden? Well, we already school- discussed that, man. I mean, you know, we we seem to be on the same just- page with Biden. Um, I, you know, I don't think that he's he would do as as good at you know i'm i was a bernie guy so i don't think that biden would have done as good a job as bernie i really um, really wish to buy that 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 bernie stayed in i really do yeah i, I, I think he made a mistake pulling out so early i know yeah i want um, to some, some of his ideas a little off the ball and of course they were radical like which ones let's find something to disagree with man because right. we're free we're school pot in it here free school <laughs> what about one? that free school what, i i 
free school. So, well, yeah, we if already have free school. About so having free you college. mean free college? Mm-hmm. Are you for or against? I'm completely for it. Well, I'm and I'll for say it reason why. I'll say the reason why because I have kids and I'm willing, and I know you have kids. Now, I am one of those people that I will pay three dollars more on a dollar I make to make sure your daughter goes to school, and you'll pay a dollar same for you, brother. And and exactly, but that's what is wrong with America because in Texas we are individualists. That's what they call us, individualists. They shot down so, a. So let me, okay, go ahead. I'm. They shot what we have Weatherford School. It's a, a goddamn communist thing. But anyways, they had this thing where they they wanted a bond, and the bond was for to pay for uh, lunches and uh, help out with the because apparently food is expensive shit and. Um, pay for people that did not have the ability to buy books, computers, and so it basically is a, a poor man's home for the most part. And it would go across the board and help everyone from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade to assist people who do not have the financial means to be able to buy books or computers or stuff like that. They shot it down at a 250 yeah. to 3. It's not even halfway. 250 to 3. That means only three people in that group said yes. That is disgusting. And you're looking at, here's the funny part behind this is that the yeah. bond would only make $10 check you make. Did you get that? 10 bucks. That's all. And it's all weather for $10. Oh, have to, pay. It. It, to me, that's freaking insane. This is these like Ayn Rand type type of people that, that like, but you know what? It's, they, they say individualists, but what they really mean is that they don't want to help uh, other people. Narcissist, and, and so with a lot of people, maybe there's layered racism there, but um, but and, and surely there is, but but it's it's about uh, you know, f you, I don't want to help anybody, you know, but but at the same time, like you know, why don't you go off into the woods and start your own country? You know what I mean? Well, if you want to live in America, government uh, requires taxes, and the idea of of America, I. Ideally, I think that you and I would agree that it's about, like we say, freedom and equality and stuff. And it's about, you know, to bring that floor up to have an equality of opportunity. And if, if you're not willing to to pitch in a little bit, um, you know, well, why should you get access to roads that um, all of us have to pay for? Well, it, you know, why should you get access to a fire department, police department, standing army, all these things? I mean, but, you know, the, um, the thing I said in the, in the, in the podcast with Elmo before was you, you uh, figure out what you want and decide it and mean it. That's yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. We had a big thing on a Springtown, no, Weatherford. Is Weatherford? I think it was Weatherford. It was Weatherford facebook page and they were talking about that one of the ladies complained about a vagabond which is interesting because i never hear that word in comedy yeah you heard that word word. all right then you never hear that word word. that was uh i was like man i haven't heard somebody say vagabond and i don't know you know i probably read it the last time i yeah they were complaining because in one of the local stores there was a vagabond sitting on the side asking for money and i made a comment and she's i'm just tired of these people being by myself we don't know who the hell he is he could be a veteran he could be I don't there know, are 40,000 homeless veterans in this country. 40, exactly. And I, and I asked the question, what did you go in there for? And so I went in for coffee. Okay, so a coffee from a gas station was a, a buck 25, $2. I said, you have the money for coffee. You probably don't want to buy a sandwich, right? Go buy a goddamn sandwich. Give the man a sandwich. He may right. throw it away. It doesn't matter. You're helping humans. And that's the thing. In this state, a lot of times people forget the fact that the person that's begging for money or the person living on the street is still a fucking human. And, we, and it doesn't yeah. require help, but sometimes, I mean, and as I said in, in, when Elmer asked me, he said, the problem with America is they never lost their freedom. 
not this generation. They've never, and a lot of the old generation, they never had their freedom taken away. But when you lose everything, when you go off the grid and lose it all, and you're having to suck it up and beg for money, that is a whole slew of depression and mm-hmm. shit that you have to deal with. For and, sure. I, I have a thick pride, so yeah, yeah. When I, I can when identify. I, and that's why I told them on my, my podcast that I've had a life different than a lot of other people because I've seen the poorest of the poor. And you bring it, you you bring food to them to help them, and they're very helpful. They're like, "Oh, thank you for this. I, I appreciate that you're feeding my family." But you realize how good you truly have it. <laughs> I mean, you realize real quickly that it's not that bad of a life. Yeah, I mean, and poverty in this country is, um, you know, it's it's a it's a plague. You know, it's it's it is. It's not too dissimilar from the virus, like police brutality is. You know, and um, and I but think to tie it back into Black Lives Matter poverty plays a gigantic role and that's I, let me ask you this question real quick um my hope and uh is that um the black lives matter movement that's you know that's so powerful right now um a people movement um it focused rightfully so on racism and police brutality that um that it, it, they also focus on um about economics uh, i was talking to elmo about this too because um poverty you know poverty is such a huge deal if you can't feed your kid i mean if i couldn't feed my kid you know because i was downtrodden you know what mm-hmm. i'm gonna do i'm gonna resort to crime i'm gonna find some some way to to find money because See, i have to feed my, my child you know, understand that's so, what just kind of weird for me because my wife came from a uh she never dealt with that where I did. I was poor. I didn't have a lot of money. I grew up in a poor neighborhood. Yeah, but she didn't. And she always used to make fun of, uh, usually stuff like, you know, well, I get tired of these drug dealers. I thought, oh, glad you said that. Let me tell you a story. And so what do you mean? I knew a drug dealer when I was a kid that the only reason why he dealt drugs is because he has their daughter. And the work in Texas, in Tennessee, was where I lived at the time, only paid mm-hmm. like 10 bucks an hour. Well, he, he, yeah. he, you know, he, he did the right thing. He quit dealing. He quit doing everything and he cleaned himself up. He could have freaking make it. So I told him, I said, up with him. I said, dude, you still, you still dealing? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm still dealing. I was like, what happened? He said, man, I couldn't make it. My daughter's going without, you know how expensive it is, the stroller is nowadays? And I'm like, well, no, I never really, I was 15. I never really knew about that. And he said, I can't afford to make it. I'm tired of trying to make it. And I, and I said, why? Wow. So sometimes when you see a dealer, or druggy or an or any person like that it's not always because they just want that extra bent bends or the bmw or something like that it's because they're trying to feed somebody so and that's where especially in the white community when they see blacks yeah and they they look upon that oh well he must be a dealer no well maybe he's trying to feed his mother maybe he's trying to i don't know make a car payment i mean you, you have to take yourself out of your shoes out of your well-to-do shoes and actually think okay well maybe just maybe it's not what it looks like and at times it isn't and that's the i think in Absolutely. a racial concept that's what people but don't let's see talk solutions on, on that front because um the underlying context uh, of this of this uh discussion that we're having uh from my opinion it seems is that we agree on, on most of the stuff um black lives matter poverty so so let me let me offer you you what um you know and i don't have the all the answers you know i don't know if i have any answers um but um but let me offer you that and then hear what you have to say because um 
I think that, you know, that's that's why I supported Bernie Sanders so much, because he was like, because there's a it's not necessarily an issue with capitalism in and of itself, although there's a ton of issues with it. But um, yeah. but it's a, it's about the rich and powerful, you know, the rich get richer and the poor get poor to maintain it's it's nothing is ever going to because what's happened is um, the, the 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 oligarchs buy the politicians and then they sort of circle jerking um, and and then mm-hmm. that keeps uh, the, the rest of us down and especially the the minorities especially the the black people and especially the black men um, who are uh, targeted and killed uh, you know more than anybody um, you know I so so the the question the I don't really like this whole idea of like capitalism socialism capitalism socialism I I, don't, I, I wonder how much I, uh, most people actually know what what those two were mean and they've sort of dissolved um, uh, any any semblance of you know they, they, they sort of don't mean anything um, but like it, like so it, it becomes like um, a measurement like how far towards socialism or towards capitalism do you want to go because if you go too far in either direction um, it's a mistake well, so so I, you know I think you know wait like are, did you did, did you agree like what, what were some of the things with did you have any issues with Bernie's economic um, stuff uh, aside from maybe free well no you agreed with free college so yeah well so you know, the, forget the social stuff for a minute yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm talking pure economic yeah, uh, stuff yeah now. well the, the issue I had with his the only issue I had with, with Bernie, as far as economic standpoint, is that making it happen would mean a complete destruction and rebuild the entire government, which is yeah, not well, possible. Yeah, well, do you, and, but, okay, well, it is now, possible. I, I, no, no, I, it's I know. It's not likely. Hold on. Okay, I will. I said I will. that hold on. because there's one factor that is the problem with this whole situation, and that's greed. Yeah. Every time. Well, so then you would agree that the corporate structure, the it oligarchs is. buying the politicians, keeping this sustained, that that's the, yes. that's the uh, you know, the, 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 the main issue here. Because I, here's what I think. I think that if, if you and I and everybody else are able to cut out the corruption, then all of the other issues, every single other issue becomes that much easier to solve. Exactly. It's I, I read an article. Uh, pff, oh, man, I want to say it was in Maine. Guy was running a small facility. He was making his payroll was somewhere around 300,000. And his, okay. his employees didn't make an eighth of that. So what he decided to do, and I, I'll look it up. I got to find that damn thing. Um, he decided to go down to a $40,000 pay and give his employees all the rest of it. So their payment went from 12. You remember what I'm talking about? I th- I, so yeah, payment, yeah, I do. That, that, and it you know, my heart, it, that, that, yeah. It worked and it produced a better product. The product came out faster and cleaner and nicer. He had less people calling in. He had less sickness. And it's funny yeah. because in most divorces out there, they stay money is the problem because, you know, the husband right. don't work or the wife don't work or something like that. But being able to survive for your children, be able to provide for your children, be able to do fixed things, going on vacations, buying a canoe, something like that. It, it, yeah. it's what makes life good being able to pick yeah. the beer you want to drink versus the one you have to afford you know stuff like that um and that's been right. proven so capitalism isn't so much an ancient art it's also quite dead and it needs to die in its own right but i don't think the socialism so are you a socialist no and i'm partial and i'll, I'll say why i'm partial because although I've, i have a firm belief that even if we had socialism there'd be some asshole that want to get in power and it would destroy the whole thing. 
the common concept behind socialism isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing if it's ran correctly. Everyone gets everything, everyone gets to live, but there's some aspects that go, hold oh, on oh, oh, a minute, wait a minute. Because in America, the way we're set up is the more effort you put into it, and I always say, well, the more effort you put into it, the better you are. That's not entirely true. Statistically speaking, if you're born in a poor household, Depends. you're going to be poor, statistically. You have a yeah. harder time getting into like Yale or Caltech or one of those badass colleges. And, and you have to harder versus being born into a Rothschild or Kennedy. Plays a role in that as well. I don't exactly. Deny that. And I think that a, a correctly performed socialistic society would actually work, but you could not delete. It, it, the ha it has worked. There's there's mm. proof of it working. Even in this country, um, I don't, you know, I didn't. Uh, this isn't a formal debate, so I didn't prepare. Uh, all the no, data. Yeah, I'm just kind of uh, off the whim here. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, but there's there's proof of a socialistic uh, kind of co small cultures in this country working, and then throughout history across. Um, it does Canada, work, but for sure, and it does. The bad, the bad thing about it is that the way America's set up is, like I said, unless you're born in the rich, you're not going to make it as easily as someone who but was. That's born exactly rich. why socialism, and uh, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not a socialist myself. I'm I'm a no. social democrat, but um, you I know, know but. You know, it, it, the, what we're doing isn't working. You know, capitalism has failed uh, uh, most people in this country from the inner cities to Appalachia. It, you know, white, black, brown, doesn't matter what, what uh, you know, how, how you walk, who you are, what color your skin is, what your religion is. If, if you're poor, middle class, you're getting screwed in this. You know what I mean? You're getting screwed exactly. by capitalism. So, um, you know, I, I wonder, you know, why not? then try something different but but what you're you know but the the power that the, the powerful that keep this from running are so they're so lustful exactly for and that's one of my yeah so i'm not a religious man i study a lot of religion nor am i, I have a weird one my i have two children that are christian and two of them that are borderline atheists and i myself am an atheist and yes. it's more of a choice than it is anything. But 40 years of life, you learn a lot about people and who they really are and what they really do. But the thing right. I see a problem with is that no matter how far we get in life, people are still greedy. And well, I that, was ready. I'm sorry. I'm getting a charger because my phone to 5%. I didn't I'll hear try. that last bit. I'm sorry. People are still greedy. And that's one of the problems with society that now. That people are still heavily greedy on, like I said, individualism my house my rules my thing my car my everything yeah if they actually work together then you really wouldn't need either one of social or capitalism you could actually work together and make this function but you can't because of the fact that everyone has their own ideologies they believe in different religions like here in texas you cannot be anything but christian you must be christian and right if you're not you're actually not get a job being christian you can actually be turned down for jobs for not being a certain religion oh not officially <laughs> yeah. though They'll, they'll make sure to put oh, no. put things on the notes that uh, make sure that they have oh, yeah. plausible deniability. Oh, you went to jail. That's a yeah. We can't have that. They'll put that on there. But the reality of the question was, I I, I tell people all the time, I was actually asked a question in an interview, what church do you go to, and are you an active member? I was thrown back. I was like, uh, did I did I, I didn't know what to say, and he's like, that's kind of an unusual question. Oh, I know. We just we just want to know. So I had to make something up because I need the job. The reality behind all this is that. If that's not going to go away, I'm just a human being. If you come to my house right now, I'll give you a plate of food. I'll give you a shirt. I'll, I'll, if you need to take my truck, hey, take my truck, go down to the store, get you some food. I don't mind one bit. My buddy borrowed my truck. My neighbors borrowed my truck. I let my tools out. I'm cool with it. 
as long as you don't mess me, I don't mess you. And that's just how I work. But you can't teach yeah. that. And my children the same way. They they're they're teach that everyone's equal. But in America, it's not like that. And it works. Socialism in in its core, I see it in more small communities than I do in government. And it's kind of nice. You're like, oh, that's pretty nice. It's nice to set up. But you're right. Capitalism, capitalism still does not work. And what's the problem with trying something new? It's why I wanted Bernie to actually run. I wanted to see what he could do. I was really curious, like, man, this guy's got some really screwed off ideas. And I'm starting to say screwed off to this very drastic ideas. Let's put it that way. Bernie. Who? Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to burn it down. I think he wanted to shove the poison out and kind of inject some scaffolding into it. Exactly. If you listen to what he says, he wasn't really like, oh, down with this, down with that. He was like, dude, we have a problem. We need to fix it. And I was like, dude, this is the guy. This is the man. This is the thing. This is the guy we need. Yeah. And I was, and me being a blue collar worker, I was like, dude, I need someone to speak for me. I need someone to go in that higher office and say, hey, look, we got these guys suffering. We need to make pay. We need to make something work. And yeah. I hate to say it, neither Democrats or Republicans have ever done that. They do occasionally. But most time that I've noticed is that every time they try to fix something, there's always something that they get out of it. And there's always something that yeah. is changed or they can get something out of it. And that's yes. how a problem. Yeah, yeah. And Bernie, if you listen to the way he talked, it wasn't benefit for him. It was benefit I'm for tired of the millionaires and the billionaires. And he pissed <laughs> off a whole shitload of people. And down yeah, here a lot of tech- powerful people. That's that's why he uh, he he didn't uh, gain the he he. But you know what? It's not um, a complete failure what what he did because no. he showed the uh, the people that the power structure um, can be intimidated um, by good ideas that will help the people and to break this kind of duopoly between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the oligarchs and the. Um, the politicians and the pundits, and um, and I think in that way it was it was a huge success. Now, obviously, it didn't pan out. You well, know, that's, they, that's uh, because the Democratic and Republican parties uh, have been really uh, uh, so f- in so far as we've seen um, their ideologies or how they look at each other is really far away or very so separate. You know, and how much dialogue do you think is necessary or is dialogue continuous uh, talking to each other necessary in order for america to settle for a good balance in social policies what do you think do you want to take this first uh damn um how mu- it uh it, it's almost impossible because come to texas it will it, it, you'll see it you'll see you see different views but you also see a lot of people that do not want to bend and that's part of the problem with society there's some views that i have that you may not agree with but you present your idea like well that's what i got like eh, it's, it's not a bad idea but you're not hurting anybody so i'm not really mad about it you know but if we work together and join together we could do it but there's so much talking that has to be done but there's also a lot of doing that has to be done because these people come on there and say oh well this is the problem that's the problem but they do a damn thing to make the problem better so in that concept it's not so much talking it's more or less the Actions need to happen. Things need to be fixed. And they need to be fixed immediately before they get worse than they already are. Because the longer we let this burn, the more it's going to burn down. And it's going to be harder and harder to rebuild it because we're already losing faith. You can walk in. I'm a white guy. I'm a bald-headed white guy. I'll walk into a Walmart and black people look at me weird. And they have all the right to be. And you think about that. I'm not a racist person. But the fact that that still exists, that has to be ended. 
and it can't be because everyone else that is like that is making my life hard. That's the, and that that little situation right there until we get together as people and actually talk this out and go, OK, this is what needs to happen. This is what we're going to do. This is what's going to exist. And you're going to stop until that happens. Talk is not going to do anything. That's my opinion. OK, yeah. So I don't disagree with you, but uh, well, I, I a little bit um, because um, action is absolutely important uh, in my yeah. opinion. I'll wrap this up, Elmo. I know we've been on we've been on for a while here and you and you got some editing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so action is 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 deeply important. But I do think that uh, communication is uh, also deeply important because I don't think that you get to action without doing something uh, even just as benign as as you and I talking here on on Elmo's podcast. Um, you know, I, I think that the more that people, uh, generally speaking, come together and are willing to communicate, um, the easy, the, the 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 more likely that action, uh, coordinated action, uh, is 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 going to be possible. And Agreed. um, and we need a, a we need to we need to really all dig deep and work together to lift this uh, to to put out these fires, like you say, not the fires Agreed. that about the rioting fires that the oligarchs and the politicians and the pundits put um put on us i think that it takes a lot of a lot of effort and and um and and humility to to come together um you know to to talk and um and a little bit of talking it's been a pleasure man by the way um yeah you know and i think that that's a little little bit of that all that's a little bit of work to to try to you know not let their ego get uh get them too mixed up and then reach out um I think that's what leads us to that action. And that would be my two cents. Agreed. I agree. Right on. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank